0: Hello girls and galettes and welcome to the second episode of season two of the gospel of ghost the podcast that aims to bring the lore and narrative of ghost to the forefront of their music my name is Niall and today we have a returning guest we're joined by Kat how's it going
1: pretty good I'm glad to be back
0: it's been too long we just had a very lengthy conversation regarding the political <laughs> situation around your country so we're going to avoid that yes. and just just ask in general how's your, how's your life been how's it been treating you
1: pretty normal quarantine life Just kicking it at home, (laughs) trying trying likewise to not boil to death outside.
0: (laughs) Yes, I was speaking to Kat earlier. It is 31 degrees and my room is sealed off for soundproof. So if I melt halfway through this podcast, please call the ambulance because I'm going to die. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's been a while since you were on the podcast. What, remind me, what episode was it again off the top of my head? Death Nell, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it, was it was Death, Death Nell. Nell. yes. Fun for the whole family.
1: Fun for the family. <laughs> the, the most educational episode of season one. It was
0: great. Someone actually said that to me. Someone said they enjoyed that episode the most because it was just the... Aww. Um, the way that we made light of the situation. But you had the, the big. I think, them just speaking from my own personal view, you had the biggest impact on the sort of story I had in my head previously because obviously you contributed the whole Lilith thing to it, which was awesome. Aww. So yeah, we are continuing on with that storyline going into Infestissimum. I was going to ask what's your favorite ghost song, but I already know the answer. So I will say, what do you think of this whole rumor of like, uh, hunt- this you've heard about this Hunter's Moon rumor, right? Of, of yeah. Ghost apparently recording a song.
1: I haven't heard a whole lot about it. Um, I, for the life of me, I can't remember where I heard this, but this was like earlier in the year, I want to say, because I remember it being around the time I had heard that they had possibly recorded a new song sometime around January, but that was about the last I heard about it. And then I did see someone post an article where they had spoken about a possible title called Hunter's Moon. Mm. And unfortunately, that has been the extent of what I've heard, but I am super intrigued and I really hope we get it soon because that would be just a just a nice little blip of hope in this godforsaken <laughs> escape of a year
0: <laughs> it would be nice um, apparently apparently, hunters moon is sometime around october slash halloween time so Ooh, spooky that could be a hint from what i was reading you know, the band themselves are sort of looking to do something that's not their usual style so i'm thinking like maybe i know that they wanted to get into the more cinematic aspects of things like with their chapters and stuff so i'm thinking yeah. maybe it's got something to do like that which would be awesome
1: that would i feel like we're we're long overdue for another chapter oh definitely
0: especially we need we need one with papa four we still don't know what he's like
1: oh i know that's i just love when like he finally got revealed and he's like what do you think of my skull
0: paint <laughs> i oh like I, God! I, I like how he has he has the mustache but it's drawn onto his face and it's like <laughs> l- it's like lengthened to the sides it's awesome I know. quick question sorry what do you think of the new crucifix
1: i love it
0: really Really? Yeah. I love the old one. I want to get the old one tattooed on my arms. So like
1: I love them all. I just um it immediately harkens back to me to almost like the Meliora era Mm. when they were when they were doing like the whole metropolis theme. It kinda had that angular art deco
0: Mm. kind
1: of look to it almost. Yeah. It's I will admit it's not my favorite interpretation but i do think it's actually really cool because it's kind of like a departure Mm. from what they've been doing
0: i think it will grow on me as as we get like closer like pictures of it and stuff like that like more clear pictures of it i think it'll be cool to analyze it but until then we've just got the little studio shoot that he did
1: his papal robes are badass oh yeah
0: They're they're it's like cosmic or something like it's really
1: like the the blue, I was yeah. just like, oh, I have been waiting for blue <laughs> for years.
0: <laughs> I like the uh the purple stuff that Papa Three had. To be honest with you, purple is my favorite color, so that sort of worked out for me.
1: Those robes are so heavy too. I went to a meet and greet in 2015, and when I we went to take the picture, and Papa put his arm around me, I was just like literally almost collapsed forward. I was like, holy <laughs> crap, that's like wearing like a like a tapestry on. I don't know how he does it mad props to papa
0: nice nice wear your mask people if papa can if if papa can wear that for half a show you can wear a mask for 30 minutes
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) with that political statement out of the way we'll move on to the video of the episode so infestissimum just a very brief question how is your thoughts on infestissimum compared to the other albums
1: um well to start my favorite album is meliora with infestissimum tied with Proquel for second place, mm, yeah. so I do have a very high opinion of it. I really like the sound; it's almost kind of like an apocalyptic sound. Mm. You know, it, it still carries like the Scooby Doom sound from Opus, <laughs> but it's a lot more like balls in your face. Here comes Satan! Get out of the way! Sound.
0: <laughs> I love that phrase, Scooby Doom. Scooby Doom sound. <laughs> That's amazing. That was
1: one of the, that was <laughs> one of the first like descriptors I had heard to describe their sound like when I first got into Ghost and I just thought that was hilarious.
0: That's fantastic. I love it. I'm going to call off that one though that's awesome <laughs> go for it i get a lot of flack for this or i will get a lot of flack for this because i posted it in my first my first episode it to me it's sort of like the black shape of the ghost albums so this just like there is it is the marmite essentially you love it or you hate it there is no <laughs> real in between if you know what i mean because i'm sure you've met yeah. those ghost fans that are like oh yeah opus prequel and Meloria were great emphasis is crap and then you've got people are like oh yeah emphasis the best album everything else oh sucks. absolutely
1: yeah it's it really is like just split yeah. you're nobody's lukewarm on emphasis on
0: no i think it's because it came at a time where as i said I, I won't get too much into it but it came at a time where they wanted to change their sound up and it was sort of like an amalgamation between the two so it mm-hmm. didn't quite hit the spot for anyone in particular you know apart from those fair few people that like the amalgamation but like obviously me and you would prefer meloria sound to opus and stuff so you know that's that's sort of why in my opinion yes, anyway. I agree. Well, let's get into the episode then. I'll just do a quick story recap from where we left off last time. Just a short one because if you aren't caught up with the story, please go and listen to the first eight episodes. Even if you don't have time to listen to the first eight episodes, I did like a 10-minute narrative. I wouldn't call it an audio drama, but it was like a, a more descriptive reading um, of, of what I picture the story so far is. So if you don't have time to catch up in the latest episodes so you want to hear about Infestestimum, check that one out at least because then you'll know where we are in the story.
1: Although you should listen to of the first
0: season thank you i appreciate <laughs> that okay so story summary lilith is who we decided would be the mother of the antichrist at this point in time is somewhere in the world with the antichrist in her womb the church the Church of God have recognised the dangers of the clergy who have grown and expanded its plans and are currently on a hunt for a solution. That's what I've got currently for this. The time frame in between infestissimum and opus Eponymous I will say that I think that before we start actually discussing it, I will say that I think there is a nine-month gap. It's ex- almost exactly nine-month gap yep. between infestissimum and opus, or between opus and infestissimum
1: for obvious reasons.
0: For obvious reasons, yes. And I think that the clergy in that time has grown, maybe not significantly, like not not boomed in population, but like it's definitely bigger than it was nine months ago. Yeah. So let's get on to the lyrics.
1: Here we go, kids.
0: (laughs) I'm really interested to see what you've got for this. Unholy is the lust in your eyes. Blasphemous would not suffice. So... (laughs) (laughs) So... Me and you were discussing uh, earlier on that this song in particular on Infestissimum is quite. It's, a bear. it's very straightforward. It's very straightforward. Yeah. There's not a lot of nuanced lyrics to it because it's. I said that Infestissimum and Deus culpa were scene setters. This is like putting us back into where we are in the story. Like this is a, an expanded scene setter, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I had to think of a take on this that it would maybe get it a bit more musical focused, if you know what I mean. Because I've discussed it before with you and on guess i i pictured like a musical in my head at a stage play yeah and this is where it's happening okay so go with me on this okay I'm, I'm on for the ride based on these lines right and the next three lines that are coming on i believe that this song isn't actually sang by the sung by the clergy i think that this song is from the eyes of the church of god and i think that this song in general does like a half half that starts out with the church and then half that comes in with the clergy later on huh? whether it focuses on a group of individuals or one person in particular that remains to be decided but essentially what these four lines are and the next three are essentially the church trying to stop people from swaying over to what they consider to be the dark side is what i've got
1: i feel like that is a much more sensible (laughs) take than what what i was able to gather from it i hadn't even thought of it as being sung in the in the first half at least by hmm. the church hmm. i had sort of thought that it was still the clergy like directing at least the first line with a slight bit of ambiguousness because who they were referring to as your seemed hmm. a little bit like who are they talking to, to me, I thought, are they speaking about themselves? Are they speaking about like the the congregation, you know, from the clergy's aspect? Are they speaking to Lilith? Mm. But you know, just because I was thinking, the second line is way more straightforward. You know, whomever is being addressed, they're just like whipped up into such a state of like lustful ferocity that It just goes way beyond merely blasphemous, obviously, by the standards set forth by the church. Mm -hmm. But I do I do like your take where it's like the church basically trying to, you know, do damage control because more and more people are beginning
0: to follow the clergy. It makes a lot of sense to me because it's not something that I can see the clergy saying.
1: It does make more sense
0: because i've got down here not maybe in the way that they're sung but the, the way that they're presented is that the first four lines uh or the first the first half of the song essentially to me anyway the lyrics of it reek of like narcissistic disapproval yeah it's, it's narcissistic disapproval and it, it's the old method that the church have been using for all this time to keep their followers like you know you're gonna go to hell if this happens and this is this is oh, bad, yeah. etc they're not changing with the times that whereas the clergy on the other hand are evolving and they are telling people as as will come to later on what you're dreaming or what you're what you're wanting is alright
1: yeah no that definitely makes way more sense than what I had thought was being referenced like I said this song was whew, this one was a little tough to uh,
0: it was it was digest. it was difficult so that's what I've got for those four lines there is there anything else you need to you need to comment on
1: no you did a you did a way better job of uh, <laughs> summarizing that than I did that makes a lot of sense
0: thank you thank you I mean I mean, to be fair i have been thinking about it for what a month and a half and <laughs> i it is it is, it is the, it, like i've got some like notes for the other songs and stuff done and it was just this one i was just like i have no idea what i'm going to say
1: this one i i was like i felt like i was in high school like staring at my math, like <laughs> oh god what does this mean
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to this song so many times like I thought I like I listened to the studio version and then I listened to the live version I was just like maybe <laughs> something will have changed <laughs> maybe something will have clicked on the no, live I version
1: did, I did yesterday I was trying to finish up my notes and I listened to it three times back to back and then my husband tried to say something to me and I literally just like held up one finger in his face like no I'm trying to save <laughs> you
0: right now <laughs> Lucifer is speaking to me. Well, hey, <laughs> Quiet let, mortal.
1: Let the Dark Lord flow through me for five minutes. <laughs> 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 There's something <laughs> wrong with
0: me. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> right. Next couple of lines. Yeah perverted your wishes and dreams tanning in lucifer's beams so i just have here hammering it's this is this is just hammering the point home to this particular listener you could maybe take it as like a meta example that you know in universe obviously i think they're referring to a general population of people i think that they're referring to the followers of the church that are maybe starting to sway a little bit but i think you could also take it as a general a general meta example that this is what ghost the band meant to say about their listeners and that's what they're Telling you that Christianity is essentially saying to you in a not nice way. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I've got.
1: <laughs> um, mine was like pretty really similar to that. Once again, when when I was sort of taking my notes. I hadn't had the same line of thought that you did, but it was essentially the same. Um, Mm -hmm. I did feel that it was not being directed at the congregation, but rather at the followers of God. Mm -hmm. I, once again, I didn't think it was the church. I thought it was the clergy, but I thought it was basically the clergy proclaiming that with the coming of the Antichrist, everything that, you know, the followers of God were hoping and praying for, Mm-hmm. They were. It was just going to be disfigured and destroyed, you know, as they burn tanning in quotes mm. in the light of Lucifer, who you know is going to be basically coming to herald the Antichrist, herald his son. If we're if we're like going with like a Satan Lucifer as. Yeah, one and one cohesive being. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we both both basically had the same conclusion. I just was looking at it from a dis- different aspect. But that is beside the point because I'm running with
0: your Thank you.
1: Your idea now. It was a way better idea than mine. I've said that like four times.
0: Team <laughs> musical, let's go. Um. Team musical. <laughs> oh,
1: we're all in this together.
0: I don't know the lyrics to that one. Um, I mean,
1: that's all I, know. I don't um,
0: know. What was the only other high school musical song that I know? Um, I, I I Don't Dance, that one. I don't. Yeah, it, they play, they're playing baseball. I don't know. I, my sister I, watched I've it. Never,
1: I've never seen high school musical, so
0: <laughs> uh, my song's from high school musical too. That's the only one I've actually seen. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's great great film, great film. Highly recommended. Ten out of ten. Um <laughs> should make five stars. A, could make a ghost version of high school musical. It'd be amazing.
1: Do you know what I would give to hear a ghost cover of something from high school musical?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh But I, I, need I to make mean this but happen.
1: I mean like like, I mean, like an Opus era heavy doom.
0: Oh, right. Like, like full on. Yeah.
1: Everything's covered in dust and you <laughs> <just have> decrepit, <laughs> decrepit Papa one shuffling We're out. All
0: the this to so. <laughs> uh,
1: I've done it again. I've made it weird again. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. I love the content. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get straight on the phone to Papa. It needs to happen. Uh, right. So. Next set of lyrics. Yes. (laughs) Which is just the same line repeated four times and then yep. the ne- and then another line repeated twice so peris ad inferi that's four times and then all your dreams will come true so that this is where I have said that this is the part where I believe that the clergy has stepped into the song mm-hmm. so the title of the track did you manage to find out like the, the Latin translation
1: yes Um peraspera ad inferi means out of hardship into hell which mm. is a play on the more popular or common saying um, peris Spera Ad Astra, which means out of hardship towards the stars, Mm. I think. Yeah. So I remember listening to the commentary track where basically Mm. I think it was Special Ghoul who was commentating on it. And it basically was just like, ooh, it, there's not there's nothing ambiguous about it. We're just we're just putting a Satan spin on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you go from hardship towards hell, which would commonly be looked at as a bad thing. But in the context of what we're doing, it basically means like into freedom from religious chains. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. With the context of the story also that just the puzzle piece fits right in it's the clergy has stepped in they're speaking over the church now Mm -hmm. and they're being they're basically being like you come out of the hardship of the church come to us come to basically hell and
0: all your dreams will come true all
1: your dreams will come true
0: yeah. Whenever you were talking about unholy is the lust in your eyes, you were talking about being frenzied and you know I I assume what you meant was like like a literal definition of lust, the sexual kind of lust. When what my oh, perspective yeah. was from when I was reading this and when I clicked it all together that it wasn't the lust as in like the lust for 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 the touch of of whatever, it isn't the lust for sex, it's the lust for something else, it's the lust for change, it's the lust for Satan. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I was interpreting that line personally. But obviously I couldn't say that cuz I didn't know um whether we we're going <laughs> to run with that or not, but now I do
1: there
0: we go yeah so I had the same thing basically the title of the track means uh, I had three hardships to hell it's basically the same thing on a play uh, as Perispera Ad Astra which is itself a phrase originating from non est ad Astra Molis a via, which is just a definition of saying there is no easy way from the earth to the stars so not even not even heaven just uh, the stars in general. Yeah, I think to, taking all this into account, it's easier to say like this is the clergy's way of trying to literally aim the world in the right direction. Instead of going to the stars, you're going down below.
1: Well, I mean, like I said, the the overarching theme, basically, if not for the whole album, but at least for this song, they're just they're not pulling punches. There's not a whole lot of nuance they're saying what they need to say and it's basically the clergy just screaming four times over you need to follow us
0: yeah exactly that's what i've said having had enough of the church attempting to dissuade the particular subject of the song whether it be an individual or a group of people they tell them that through hardships which could be worship for example their dreams can be achieved and will come true not through god though it would only be through satan that's what i've got
1: yes i agree I can't elaborate because, once again, you've hit it on the head.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Again, I've had a long time to think about this one. <laughs> <laughs> so the next verse is, O Satan, devour us all, hear our desperate call. And then a very ethereal sigh, I suppose you could call it. Like, you know that one yeah. I'm talking about? Like
1: Yes, I do. Ah.
0: <laughs> uh, what is your take on that one?
1: I sort of feel like this has become the clergy and the congregants together simultaneously trying to like bring about Satan, you know, like, please hear us. We're trying to summon your Antichrist. Hear us all devour this world, Mm. you know, strike down God and let your son come to us. Mm. so basically obviously the clergy but then i also feel like there are people among the population who have really hit a level of devotion Mm. and this is quite literally a desperate call they want they want very badly to bring about the end of the church
0: Mm. i am in complete agreement I had another note here that says this is the third perspective in my head. I think that this is not actually sung by the clergy or the church. I think this the enticing way that all your dreams will come true, etc., and what we previously discussed. I believe that this is actually sung by the subject of the song, whether it be, as I said, a one person or a chorus of people. I believe this is like them literally. This is their deciding moment. This is them choosing the clergy over the church in this in these three lines. <laughs> Mind blow. <laughs> I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but like that's kind of my mo. It's kind of what I do. That's
1: what we do. <laughs> that's that's what, what we do we here. Do we overanalyze?
0: <laughs> Welcome to Ghost Fans. <laughs> No, I, I, I think that's I think it's a third perspective. I think this song especially it's a bit of a spoiler for like the rest of Infestissimum, like the the earlier Infestissimus, but I think there's a lot of perspective play going on in these earlier songs when it comes to who is singing what lines and stuff. Yeah, we'll see that as I, you know, obviously, as I release more episodes, but I think that it's something that they've done maybe deliberately, hopefully deliberately, but it's definitely something that I'm taking and running with.
1: (laughs) No, run with it, because that is a hella good option. I've been sort of stuck in this mindset of everything's being sung by the clergy, and I need to stop that because (laughs) it makes way more sense to think that different lines are sung by different people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, what I want is you know you know the way like they did like a very like a very Potter musical and stuff like that. I want to do the ghost one. <laughs> I, you
1: know. I, all I thought of was Potter Puppet Pals.
0: That'll do. That I, I could do that too. <laughs> the puppet of pa- the freaking what do you what do you the 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 cardinal plushie? Just have him be the main <laughs> character.
1: The potato. <laughs> the potato just coming out. <laughs> Copia.
0: Cardinal Copia. Uh, Poopy a plushy when, man. (laughs) Poopy a plushy when.
1: (laughs) I'm losing my mind. I've gone completely unhinged. It's the heat. It's It's been an episode of
0: Gospel of (laughs) (laughs) Ghosts where we've barely talked about the lyrics. (laughs)
1: I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm in stroke delirium. Don't
0: be sorry. Don't be sorry. It's uh, yeah. As you said, it's a very stripped-forward song. I'm just glad we could have a good time with it. You know. It's all a matter of perspective. And that's what we'll keep in our heads going forwards. The next couple of lines are just Perispera ad inferi repeated ad nauseum until the song ends. So I think that will wrap up this episode of the Gospel of Ghost. It oh was boy. it was a blast. Thank you very much for joining me, Kat. Just out of curiosity, what is your um, opinion on Perispera ad inferi? Like as a song?
1: Oh, off of Infosissimum, it's definitely one of my faves. I always really liked it. I thought it was a really strong out of the gate. I love the sound and also one of the thing, one of the reasons that makes me love it so much is the live version with the key change at the
0: end mm, yeah yeah I
1: love that I just I straight up love it
0: also the amount of times he says California in the California! middle of the, <laughs> the middle of song uh, I think we had a live album discussion last time you were on actually too with the uh, Goulet and well, stuff thank you <laughs> Kat where can they find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at X mortis with the o is a zero so e x m the number zero zero rtis
0: thank you very much so if you want some more insight into the brilliant fantastic funny mind of cat just follow her on there <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure her instagram is just as quality as you get here
1: i'm extremely boring on instagram <laughs>
0: Don't say that. That's not true. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's end it <laughs> before, let's end we, before we die of laughter. Thank you very much for joining me, everyone. I will see you next time for Secular he is. Hail Satan.
1: Hail Satan.